Hello, America. This is Mark Dunnigan, and once again, it's the Daily Answer. You know, recently someone made the excellent observation that in much of modern literature, that are books, books that are being written right now and movies that are being done right now, the past of the anti-hero, they go into that a lot. That, that That's explained in detail. And then it's tied to their evil behavior is that, well, the reason they're doing this now is because of what happened to them in the past. And it's all done in the attempt to understand the anti-hero and to soften the personal accountability for his or her actions. You know, if this or that would have never happened, then probably they would have not made this sort of decision. And, man, that's really common in our culture. Uh, that does reflect the culture. Uh, I typ- Typically with school shooters, I find that uh, someone goes in, shoots up a school, kills a bunch of innocent kids. And first of all, it's sadly how quickly people forget about the victims. Well, actually, we don't even spend time to pause for the victims or like, well, what are their names and what do they look like? And, hey... I'm guilty too. So easy to focus on the shooter. I think of school shooters of the past. I could, if someone, if someone gave a, um, like here's in this group of pictures are going to be school school shooters from the past, but also other people. Okay. From all sorts of different walks of life. See if you can pick out the school shooters. I think in many cases I could pick out a number of them. But if they had, if they did the same thing with the victims, no, I don't, I, I, I might be able to pick out, man, I don't know. I don't know if I could pick out any of the victims, what they look like and who they, who they were. And I think the, uh, this was not a school shooter, but the case in Idaho uh, about the individual that is now um considered guilty of those crimes or they're going to try him for those crimes. I think most of us easily could pick him out in like a number of different pictures. Oh yeah. There, there's the, there's the guy that they're going to try in Idaho. Um, I, it would not be as easy if you laid out like victims, like somewhere in here in this a hundred pictures are the victims and you need to pick them out. But I think it'd be pretty easy to pick him out of a hundred other random people. And that's sad. That that is really sad. But even more sad than that is the tendency among people, experts, people in the media, to dig through the past of like a mass murderer, a shooter, and find out, well, what caused them to do this? And the theory almost seems to be that if we can just eliminate what, and this is not a pun, but what triggered them. If we can just eliminate what created them, maybe there was one thing there's, if we can just find like the one thing in their past that created them and then try to prevent that, um, then, then we can prevent these school shootings. And, you know, and it's sometimes like, well, maybe they didn't have a father in the home, or maybe it was this, or maybe it was that. And of course, a lot of it is, well, 
maybe it was just mental illness. And if we can get to these people and diagnose them and treat them, uh, we can stop all this. In fact, I would I would say that most people today probably believe that in order for someone to become a mass murderer, in order for someone to become a school shooter or just do an evil thing, something really bad in the past must have happened to them or been done to them. Because I think it's beyond the average it just, I think, beyond mankind's ability at times to conceive that there would be people of their own free will and they're knowing what they're doing that would simply go into a school of innocent kids of their own free will, completely knowing what they're doing, and just shoot it up. That, that no one could be that evil. No one could truly, that in order for you to do something, some, uh, there must be a screw loose up there that you're not accountable for, that you're not responsible for. Something really bad must have happened to you, and, and that's why you did that. But no one would ever do that of their own free will, having their mental capacities. Guess what? Here's where the Bible's really different than modern movies, modern literature, among many areas. The Bible does not typically give us a backstory on people like Cain. We're not really given away, given a backstory on Cain. Um, we're not said, well, the, re the reason Cain ends up a vagabond, the reason that Cain ends up killing his brother Abel is well, he had a poor relationship with his mom or dad, or Abel was unbearable to be around, or um, he just never fit in, or, you know, he had, he's, he'd always have kind of some mental struggles, or uh, dad unwisely or unlovingly corrected him, or, you know what, when, when, when we're told about Cain from a new, first of all, when the Bible deals with Cain, in the book of Genesis, it's if you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? Cain is viewed as a free-willed moral agent. He's not viewed as someone with a mental illness. Now, down the road, after he goes into sin, he might get, get a little crazy. But as far as I can see, there is no mental illness there connected to his murder of Abel or to his sacrifice. Now, the further you move away from God, hey, all bets are off on you keeping your head together. But Cain is viewed as having his head together ha and being capable of doing the right thing and the wrong thing right there at that moment in Genesis 4. If you do well, if you don't do well, at that moment of the um, disobedient sacrifice and at the moment of killing his brother, oh, that's all free will choice. And that's not someone who's crazy and that that's not something that some something horrific has been done to them in the past and and created them you know like i think well they created a monster okay well I, people turn themselves into monsters but when we go to the new testament it's interesting there 
the New Testament is just like the Old Testament, 1 John 3, 12. Not as Cain, who was of the evil one and slew his brother. And for what reason did he slay him? And it doesn't say because his mom and dad didn't love him and etc. It says because his deeds were evil. Not somebody else's deeds. His deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. That's why. And that's in another podcast I talked about. We'll probably have another one on. There are too few adults in the room today. And that is 1 John 3.12. That's what an adult says. An adult says, Cain did evil. That's on his head. You can't blame anyone for that. Cain freely chose to do evil. That's all on him. And you can't put that on mom and dad and the brother. You can't put that on anybody else. That's on his head. And our culture doesn't like that. Well, and I don't know if the culture has ever really liked that because that puts it on that puts it on you. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Here's why you want it to be on you, among other reasons. First of all, if you can shift your responsibility for doing evil things to mom and dad, the culture, upbringing, environment, etc. Guess what? So can anybody else. If you get if you get to play that game, everyone gets to play that game including the people that do you wrong. Okay? So and you don't want you don't want that. You don't want a world where every murder, every raper except etc is justified because something bad happened to the rapist or the murderer so you don't want to play that game because that means other everybody else can play it and they're going to probably play it more brutal than you would play it that's one the other thing is that if your evil deeds and behavior is connected to somebody else well then you can't fix that well, they did that to me. Well, okay, they did it. You can't fix that. But if it's your choice, if it's how you responded, well, then you can fix that. You want to have problems that are fixable. I know at, at the outset, it sounds a lot better if it's somebody else's fault. But if it's their fault, then you can't fix it. If it's their fault, that basically gives them power over you the rest of your existence. They did that to me. Well, that means they own you. That means you're like a slave of them. But if it's like, yeah, this or this happened, but man, I still had the free will choice of how I responded. That means you're not their slave. You don't have to be their slave. That doesn't have to affect you for the rest of your life. I think people try to find, try to find some hidden cause other than the selfishness of the individual because people have a hard time coming to terms with the fact that people in their right mind and of their own free will choose to go out and do evil. You know, there's another example of this to me that is a New Testament example, Judas. I mean, Judas betrays Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And the Bible never tries to explain away the actions of Judas. As if, well, you know, he, he really never fit in. He was really never accepted by 
the other 11. Or, you know, Judas just came from a difficult background. Or Jesus didn't spend enough time with Judas. Um, or he was misunderstood. He got off on the wrong foot, etc. And it's interesting in Acts 1.18, it comments upon Judas. This man acquired a field with the price of his wickedness and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle and all his intestines gushed out. He acquired a field with the price of his wickedness. That wickedness is put squarely on his shoulders and it's not put on anybody else. Again, as I noted, it's hard to accept that because it's tempting to want to blame other people. But again, if it's other, if it's due to other people, then you can't fix that. You want to have problems that you can fix. And those are the ones that you've had a hand in causing and bringing about. Well, this is Mark for The Daily Answer. Until next time, we'll see you in the funny papers.